Hello. And welcome. To the Lovey's... Emily's mad at me. To <laughs> the Lovey's podcast. I'm your host, Emily. <laughs> I'm your hosties, Allison. And we're here to talk about relationships. Even though we've never been in one. Woo! Will it change? Who's to say, Who's folks? To say? Let's get into yeah. it. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Does my voice sound different? Is that my <clears throat> voice? It was feeling a bit croaky today. It was a bit odd. But then as my day goes on, it doesn't sound croaky. But I can tell on the internal workings of my voice that it definitely sounds different. But to the world, it doesn't. I hate when that happens. It doesn't sound that different. I know. Mind. And I worked hard this weekend to, using To my get voice. rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worked hard to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hard to form sentences which is kind of like this whole day but that's fine <clears throat> okay so here we are allison yeah what are we talking about emily so today we're talking about this is like kind of a weird topic but we're gonna do it because we need we're stuff. running out of content <laughs> <laughs> no, i mean it's amazing we've been doing this for a year now and a year. And we a have little more than a year at this no point. No relationship still. Yeah. And you know what's so funny is some people they'll tell me they'll be like, Oh, once you get in a relationship, you won't have your podcast anymore. Once you get in a relationship, you won't be able to talk about it. I'll like, actually have things to talk about. I will have things to talk about. I can pivot, first of all. Second of all, I'll never change it. Third of all, I have to be with someone secure enough to deal with that. Fourth <laughs> of all, they know I'm in a relationship, doesn't matter. Fifth of all, um, yeah. See, so wait, you were saying if you get in a relationship, you're not going to tell the podcast? No. I mean, I won't change the intro. It just works so well. It's I know. <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. And it's like this podcast, it's not like, you know Blooming and grooming, it's not, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's Hustling like, and bustling. It's entertaining for those lovely listeners out there that do listen to it. And I appreciate you and adore you. But yeah, I mean, it's not going to be like I'm not on page six or nothing being like, lying whatever page six is page six is like a tabloid oh very big tabloid. damn get me on there yeah it used to be in the new york times but then they because page six was all of um sort of like people magazine like celebrity gossip it was always on page six in the new york times and then page six it's like it was just it was like oh go to page six and then it would say celebrity news at the top Mm. but then it became so popular and such a thing that page six did a spinoff and now if you google page six it's like page com and like all this stuff and i think it's still in the new york times but or like maybe it's somewhere else but it was in the new york times originally like you would go to page four would always be like That's help page six would always be gossip page seven would always be houses you know yeah yeah so it's spun into this big old thing most wow. people i guess don't know that well look at that yeah so it was something to get into there now it's just an online publication that's no better than Perez Hilton. Is Perez Hilton even still around? Yeah, he is actually. He has a TikTok, I think. That's shocking. Okay. So this is what we're talking about today. Jumping into relationships. What intentions are set? When are they set? Do the best long-term relationships originate from friendship? Is there more pressure on a relationship to be successful if they are started foot first in love? Are the best relationships just fallen into? So this... Okay, you're going to have to break that one down. I know, I'm going to break it down. We have... We got nothing but net. I got <laughs> nothing but net, baby. <laughs> Airballing. Yeah. 
So, um, so jumping into relationships. So this is kind of something I was thinking about. So I know we talked about Lauren Elizabeth a lot. Yeah. She's just a great example. And she's giving me a lot of inspiration right now in her personal life that she is talking about, yes. mind you. And I speculate some of it. But, um, so she has broken up with her boyfriend at this moment in time. And she was saying that, and we talked about this, I think, on the dating apps episode, where it's like the dating apps can be sort of sticky because you go in and you have the intention of being like in a relationship. Like you're going in it for one thing. You're not going in it to make a new friend. You're not going in it to get a restaurant recommendation or a lip gloss <laughs> recommendation. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going in it to get in a relationship. And she said that she never dated. And you agreed with her statement when she said she felt like she has never dated yes. before. Because she kind of fell in. She's fallen into each relationship where they started out as friends. And then it became more as friends. Yes. And then something happened. I stand by that still. Yes. So that's sort of like is what I've been thinking about because a lot of people that I've been noticing that do have long-term relationships that are kind of successful, they kind of just fall into it or they become, it's a friend of a friend or something like that because then I feel there's not as much pressure in the whole love department and you can kind of just like fall into it and then you really get to know a person and then you really like get to see more of an unfiltered side because no one's like, having the intention of dating one another sometimes that's not true sometimes the guy is like wow i like really like her yeah but if the woman's not thinking that then she's thinking she's getting a more unedited view of him because we always give a polished version of ourselves it's not that we don't try to be you know yeah the best version but there's definitely an a more edited clean version of ourselves and just an edited you know what i'm saying yeah an edited rough version of ourselves so I think that's interesting but and also I guess like with online dating apps like people are people are like sex oriented on there I guess a lot of the time or like hookup culture yes. is a thing. hookup culture so that then, was in the book I'm reading right now really she mentioned hookup culture What'd she say about that? She said it, like, really messes her up because she originally was waiting till marriage to actually have sex, which really shocked me. Yeah. Um, she didn't. And that got in a really sticky situation. <laughs> but, but she was like, yeah, like, that's a hard thing. She's like, that was a hard thing I found out with dating apps was, like, hookup culture is so intense. Like, it's right out the gate. It's a sexual thing. And she's like, ew, block, delete. And yeah. then, yeah. You know what? Can I just, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it trail for a second because um in this book i've been meaning to tell this to you and in that video that she posted about it she was all like she was like i like just got out of a relationship two weeks before i met him i wasn't looking to rush into anything why on the dating app why'd you meet him on the dating app why'd you go (laughs) on the dating app and choose to see him two weeks after you broke well, she up just with this guy. Happened to find someone that she liked on the dating app. She was uh, but not she, and then using. the whole time she's like, I didn't really like him. He like kept trying to like like touch my back and stuff like that, and I'd like cringe away. I didn't really want to see him. I'm like, but you saw him. Yeah. You liked him. Admit it. Yeah. Like that's weird. That's suspicious. That's, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> and so I'm like, that really pissed me off. Like she's like, I can like go slow. I'm not looking for anything. <clears throat> Two weeks after you break up with a bitch, and yeah. you're not looking for anything on a dating app. That's weird. Get out of my face. A virgin on a dating app. Truly. 
version yeah. lies lies well it's just for context what book are you reading allison and i feel family. bad exposing her now because i used to love her in middle school i well she wrote the book tragic Brittany louise taylor <laughs> Brittany louise i'm reading taylor. her a Seki love story it came out three years ago so, not yeah, so that she's a youtuber and she had a very odd experience and it was like it is an odd experience you know what i gotta give her that as we're getting into like the thick <laughs> like past the halfway towards the end ish yeah like, ugh, that's, like, annoying. It's not getting good. It's not. No, I feel bad for her. It's quite annoying. So, you know what I would say to her? She should reference our attention episode. Because if women just said they liked attention, then maybe she wouldn't find herself in a sucky love story. And then, story. you know what? I find, <laughs> you know what? This is why I'm going to talk about this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I find it interesting because she's, like, and then she was, like, talking because she ended up getting, like, pregnant before any marriage or whatever mm-hmm. this man is like mm-hmm. i believe he's a con artist i have not finished the thing but i think everything he says is a lie absolutely mm-hmm. and um and she was like yeah like oh my gosh like we would get married in like maybe in like five years i would like consider having a child i'm like you are 31 years old you are five 30 years. one Wait, years who old said they would consider in five the, U- years? the youtuber girl Brittany louise wow. Brittany, the girl did yeah and i was like Oh my fucking gosh. My mother, love her, bless her, had me when she was 40. You don't fucking know it's like to have an old parent. No. Like, that shit's rough, dude. Rough. Like, rough. Especially now that everyone's getting married at 40. It's like, it makes me really upset. It's like really upsetting because, like, they're going to miss a lot of important things in this life and it's very sad. It's or, really like, potentially. Sad. Like, it's just a little because, more risky. Well, that's like a whole selfish culture. No, I know. And so I'm like, that's so interesting that she was like, and then she was like, maximum two kids. I'm like, if you want two kids, you cannot wait until you're 35 to have one. You know what? I saw the craziest thing. This is tangent. But this blogger, I don't follow, but I kind of peep on from time to time. She had a and a and she's been married since 26. She is now 38, mm-hmm. and she's just now considering having kids. And I'm like... You are done! But you've you been are done for over kids. 10 years. You had all that time. What are you doing? Like, you didn't get, like, bored at your five? I know, but it wasn't like you got married at 34, and now you're 38, and now you're like, I can see, like, four years enjoying your marriage, but, like, you are over 10 years married. Why are you waiting Like, you know what? Take it from someone who lived it, because, Emily, you said this the other day. I don't know if it was on this podcast or not. People want to have children late. They don't know what it means to be an old parent. They don't know what it means. And they don't know what kind of a toll that takes on children. (laughs) Like, it's selfish in a weird way. It is selfish. Like, having a kid is a selfless act. You know why parents who are in our age bracket or, like, soon to be old who say, I'll wait till later is because they don't have the intention of actually taking care of a kid. Because if you say, I'm going to go down to the sperm bank and impregnate myself and I don't need no man, you don't care about that kid. And that's the bottom line. So it doesn't matter if you have it at 40 or 50 or 27 or 18 or whatever age. If you don't have a man who is there with you, you have no intention of caring about this life. Because why would you care about it if you don't even know who the other half of it made it? You know what I'm saying? And like that sounds harsh. But it is no, reality. No, that's true. I mean, it's sad because it's like all of a sudden we're going to look at that adult woman and be like, yeah, women empowerment, sperm bank, even and like ignore all the testimonies of children that grew up without a parent. Yeah. Like whether they left or, or they about, died or young about, like, or something. people that you know of, listener or whatever, people like I always think people I personally know who grew up in a broken family and they hated it. And like and what their a one dream that in life is to, to have not have a broken family. family. And then they go and their answer is, I'm just trying to get inseminated. Wow, you're 
Awesome. Breaking the cycle. I see we're breaking, breaking the, the cycle. <laughs> yeah, iconic. Yeah, wow, okay. Anyways. <laughs> Venom. So, <laughs> so how does this wrap back to this whole intentions thing, It Allison? doesn't, but I really oh. wanted to talk about that. I told you it was a tangent. It was a bunny rabbit. Show. I know, that is a really, it is an interesting story that you are reading. But I guess you could say she did go on the dating app and she saw the hookup culture, which is what spring-rolled this whole yeah. conversation. So that's the thing, and that's an intention that people are setting is essentially pleasure before substance. Mm. Wow, that's a (laughs) ten-cent phrase. I know. (laughs) Pleasure before... Substance, you said. Anything serious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, not as strong, not as strong, but... You think pleasure before substance is strong? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, because that's essentially what it is. So that's why I've never really liked dating apps. Because I feel like, and I know I touched on it in the dating app episode, but I don't think we really flushed it out. I don't know if there's anything to flush out, but it it makes me, it's always had a creepy, weird feeling because while I have never had any sort of accosting messages or outright overtly sexual or anything of that nature that just has not happened to me. It does definitely have the feeling of, like, I don't really care to get to know you. Like, do you want to have a dinner and do we want to figure this out right now? And, like, by figuring it out means are you going to sleep with me now or in three weeks or three days? Do I need another date? Like, where are we going? How expensive are you? Are you going to pay? Are you not going to pay? Like, the reason why people see if the other person pays is because then you know, do they have a job? Do they like to go hiking? That means a poor person. That means you're dating a poor person. You know what? Another thing I noticed... On these dating apps, hiking. Hiking is a big thing on these dating Massive apps. Massive thing. And it's like people are like, that is so great. Look at him. He loves the environment and he loves, like, poor people I think are mostly on dating apps. I'm noticing a trend. You think so? I do well, think so. I mean, yeah. Because they all like to hike. I don't know why. I don't know how the two things are correlated. You know what? I don't <laughs> get meeting a stranger in a wilderness. You know what? I actually, I, don't, I did not share this. I almost shared it last time, but I did actually match with someone on Tinder. Yeah long time ago like when I was in college or something I was home for spring break I don't even know what and I was on tinder and I was just swiping through doing the thing and this guy asked me to meet him he was getting irritated with me it's another thing I do on these dating apps I irritate men all the time because they are like hi how are you great do you want to meet up no why are you on here like that's exactly how all my conversations <laughs> And, like, I say, why am I on here? Just to maybe, I don't know, meet someone, see if I jive with someone. Yeah. That's, like, that, I come from the camp of, like, those are my intentions. That's sort of, like, what I'm thinking of when I'm going into a relationship. Like, my intention is to get to know you first and kind of understand who you are. And I don't know if it's just because of all of the options and how fast everything is. Yeah. And the need to know. I don't know where everyone's going, considering they're all on their phones all day, doing not much of anything important or interesting. They're not learning. They're not going down to their local community centers or churches. They're not getting plugged in. So I don't know where the rush is for everyone to be going so damn fast. Yeah. But anyway, so I messaged this guy and he was all like, he's like, you're not, you're not going to meet with me? And I said, no. So I don't know you. And then I don't know how we got onto it. I must have said, maybe I will. I don't know. And then I said, well, where are you planning? Like, what are you thinking of for like a date or whatever? <laughs> Gag me. Gag me. But (laughs) he sent me, he was like, what about like here? What if we go on a hike here? And he sent me a pin at the reservoir 
where down there near Dos Vientos, in the yeah. middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, and you said, you want to meet me there? And I said, I don't even know where that is. He's like, if you just walk off the street and go deep into where the trees are, you'll find me there. And I'm like, you're going to murder me. Yeah, like, Why would I ever meet you there? And it was like the guy, because I like odd-looking folk. Like the fellows I like yes. are odd-looking. Yeah. So that coupled with how he looked is very serial killer vibes. Not that I like serial killers, but it's like it toes the line between Seth Rogen, okay, and serial killer. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yes, it does. And I like Seth Rogen type looking people. So that was creepy as fuck. It's creepy as hell. Yeah, dude. that's probably like one of the last conversations I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is a little too much. Because I don't need conversations. I just need the, the instant gratification. But okay, Allison, let's say you were getting into a relationship. What intentions would you send? What do you mean? Set up. Like, because you know what? Another thing is, and I don't know if we talked about it before on the podcast, but I am terrible at setting up intentions in relationships. Yes. Well, I've never had the chance. I assume I would be terrible too. Because like, let let me break it down for you. I know that I'm hating, hating, hating on the dating apps and the people on dating apps and how it feels all rushed. And while that is an aspect of it. The more common aspect I would expect, the one that I, the camp I'm in is I like want to know where everything is going right at this very moment when it comes to a man. Because it's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want my heart broken. I've had enough of that. I I don't want to be duped. I don't want to be hoodwinked. I want it to be very clear. Like, this is where I'm going and I want to know where you're going. But men don't like that. And I think it's dumb. Yes, it is. It is dumb. It's annoying. So No, it's annoying. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, 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 okay. But I think guys don't like it because um, of the culture, though. That's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, really? Because <laughs> of the culture? Yeah. I think it's because and of I the culture. And I think that's, that's not enough because, of a good reason. Well, because I remember that was a thing I learned in high school. It might have been in health class, of all things. Where it was like how people are getting later throughout the generations. And um, so like now we're just at like a generation where it's like we're going to get married at 40 and be infertile. You know what? And like no one's going to ever have children. <laughs> like, no you know what? And you know why? It's because people are too lazy to take responsibility in their personal lives. And that's I think it's what it because they're being to. taught that there's no such thing as a future because there is no God. Which yeah. Which back to the whole thing. See what happens? The moment we took God out of schools, what happened? Degeneration of the entire society. It's very true. Entire society. Because you know what I don't like? You know what I don't like? Is I, the thing, the biggest pet peeve I have probably bar none Mm -hmm. in this world. Yeah. I have pet peeve about a lot of things. I'm sure. But this one always gets me every single, it's like fresh. It's like every time I see it happen, it's as if I'm seeing it for the first time. Like I'm filled with rage. Laziness. Mm. When I see a post or no, 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 no. But you like But, but no, it's specific. <laughs> it's a very specific thing. It's not laziness as a blanket statement. Yeah. No, I'm lazy. I, the, there's, there's like a spectrum of lazy attitudes and yeah. behaviors. This specific lazy behavior and attitude gets my goat and it like gets me enraged. Like I hate it every time I see it. So I was on like perfect example. I was on Instagram stories of this one person I follow. Mm-hmm. And she posted a post for someone's birthday. And she said, I'm so sorry. It's a day late. But you know how it is. But now I'm saying it. Happy birthday. Why couldn't you do it on the day? 
What was stopping you from literally posting it on that day? And then we all have to say, oh, you're so funny. You're so creative. You're so, you have so much anxiety and so much trauma. Like I get it. It's a day late. What are we? No, 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 no. There's a difference. If she was like, like, you know, she had all this to do and she was going here and she was traveling and she's in a different time zone and she can't, you know what? That's different than sitting on your fat ass all day long with nothing to do. And then you still can't, you don't, you can't get off your app. Like, or another perfect example, I text you, text you something really simple, just anything. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I responded to your text. I saw your text or I forgot. What do you, what do you mean? You forgot because I saw you post five stories, four comments, one picture on Twitter. Are you serious? Respond to the damn text. What is prohibiting you Mm. from doing these basic actions? And then you know why I don't like it? Because then this one action, this very simple action you could have took parlays into bigger actions. Parlays into you never moving up a position in your job place or never finding a better job or not saving money because you're too busy being like, well, I want Amazon Prime. I hate Amazon. Have Amazon Prime. I hate those big corporations. Buy everything from Postmates, you know? Hurt the mom and pop shops that I eat at by buying from Postmates or Favor or whatever, Seamless or whatever, like, to you delivery service you have because you can't get in the car to drive down there and hand them the money to get the food. Like, are you serious? Yeah. It's like, see these little decisions that you think mean nothing. It's bricks on the wall. Parlay into this huge thing. And then now we come to relationships where it's like if I'm sitting across from a man and I say, I'm about to buy a house, and he says, you're too advanced in life for me. Really? Because you should have been where I am. There's no reason why... No one can be where I am, especially me. Well, it's because, like, literally nobody's building futures ever, period. I know. And because it's a- that is what they are raised to do. Like, that is what is in the school systems. The future is what we have lost from the past. I know. It's nothing. And so then when I go into relationships, I'm a big proponent of, like, setting your intentions, being like, hey, like, this is what I want. This is where I want to be. But you know what society says? Don't say that. It's like that article that we read from Glamour. Yeah. You know, that was like, don't talk about the future. Don't don't be like... And then she, he's like, Jennifer didn't get a second date because she said all the stuff she wanted. Like, what if she found out on the fifth date that she really liked him? Why would she like him? He doesn't want anything she wants. Yeah. Why is she being condemned for saying that? Why isn't he stepping up to the plate? Why yeah. should she put her life on hold to not to be with a man who doesn't want the biggest things she wants? Yeah. What is the logic? Like, where is the logic? Oh, well, he went to Yale and Harvard. He's smarter. No, he's no, stupid. No, he's dumb ass. He's dumb. Because logic, you don't get a degree in logic from Harvard and Yale. You get you a degree born, from agreeing with those teachers. You're born with common sense and logic, but you're too afraid to use it because you're afraid you might actually accomplish something and prove all of them wrong because society makes you feel bad for being a better person than that. Yeah. And that's really what it stems down to. So then when you go into relationships, and I get it, I'm pretty intense, and like people can't guarantee the future, obviously. I understand that. Yeah. But it's like I think I take it to an extreme because I'm like if they can't – if they can't prove to me some sort of stability, and it's not even like it's not even like I'm asking for the world here. It's like I'm gonna be buying a house. I would like to have well, a family. You know, it's hard are you on it's the like, same path? Yeah, are you on the same path? That doesn't mean you have to get married in like six months. Yeah, from it now. doesn't mean you have to get married in six months. It doesn't mean that it's like in two years. I would like to be talking about engagement. Well, it's like I want to know we're like on that path. 
Yeah. To be like, okay, we're not wasting our time, but you don't know someone until after two years. You don't know someone until And, like, that is just the time you have to invest. Yes, that is just the time you have to invest. And it's like, I just want to know that in two years' time, assuming we we make it. Yeah, if we put in two years. Yeah. And, like, we're at two and a half years, like, you're thinking maybe marriage is going to be in the cards for us. Yeah, like, I'm not sticking around much past four. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing it. Unless they're, unless, like, unless they are the love of my life. And, like, that's, like, it would have to be a very specific situation. Like, an extremely specific situation. But I know if it's the love of my life, they would marry me. Yeah. Because the love of my life would never put me in that position. Yeah. You know? But really, I mean, you have to have at least two years because those people can go psycho nuts. And then, also, in their defense, I could go psycho nuts on them. There's something that happens after two years where you reveal yourself and you don't even realize this person that you've revealed on both sides. So, it's, like... It's like it's for their, it's for their safety as well. Yeah. That they wait two years. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, like, and my intentions, I like to go in not all hot and heavy. Like, I like to go in knowing who they are. Let me, let yeah, me I'm finish Yeah, I'm making a it. face because untrue, untrue. Well, no, I like, but, but, okay, let's take College Boy, for example. He's the last person that I really, like, talked to. We just like that it was like chemistry it was amazing it was wonderful no because i want to talk about moshi monster okay talk about moshi monster because that is the best example i can think of for you okay just to refute the statement you just made absolute attack on your defense okay because (laughs) you only ever had like date settings with that boy yeah and immediately at the gate were like pretty intense Okay. If not that first day, like, definitely the second one. Yeah, you know second I mean? one, of course. Yeah, second one, of course. No, no because really. I need to know who they are on the no, first I day. No, I know, no. And then I release my monster. I know, but that's just, like, too early. To no, be it's bad. I know. Demons I, I'm like not, that. I know this is why. It's a, it's a manipulation game. I don't know why of all things you can't manipulate that. No, I know. I And let me tell you, when I'm a master manipulator, I'm a master manipulator. I don't use my powers for good. I mean, for... I don't, I don't use them often, and if I do use them, it's not always for good, but I don't use them intensely enough for them to be bad. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, I do have it in me. I know, which is why, because, you know what, and I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. it stems, so our parents, my father has always said this thing, and it's a joke, I'm sure, that's been said in many households, or maybe not, but it's like a man marries a woman hoping she'll never change, and a woman marries a man hoping, hoping to change will. him. Yeah. And, like, that is the thing that has always stuck with me. And I don't ever want a man to say to me, you're not the woman I thought I married. Mm. So that's why I... Okay, yeah, out. but on the second freaking day, I know, but dude. I'm not saying I don't have problems I need to work out. I didn't say it was perfect. I didn't say that my... Like, my intention when I meet someone on the first date is to get to know them and, if, like, to get to know who they are. Because yeah. I've been on first dates before with that other guy, Nickelodeon man. Ugh. Nickelodeon. Yeah, Nickelodeon. <laughs> I hated him. And... And I knew I didn't like him. Yeah. I didn't push anything past the first meeting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. So it's like, I do, I have like, you know, you know, and you don't know. And But my intention in the first day always, if I'm being my best version of myself, is to at least get to know them. That's what I like to set, is to know them friendship-wise, to make sure they're not going to murder so me. So then would you say the best relationships are built on friendships or no? I think so, yeah. You think so? I do believe so. And I have yet to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm, Yes. Because most of the relationships I know that started, that like, are they pretty started good, as they started as friendships, majorly. I mean, that's not to say, like, like... that you personally know yourself or, like, online? Um, like, personally. I think online is more where you find, like... I only have 
like one, I guess. Well, they, yeah. Where they start out romantic straight out the gate. Yeah, that's true. And it ended up pretty good. I mean, I guess our parents they met on a blind date. But they're also kind of weird, so I, I like, wouldn't say I'm they're... not using I know. them as any sort of example. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> they're not normal. In the nicest of ways. But see, they were both older and they set their intentions and they didn't Because cower. you're old. I know, but see, in this generation, it's like you're old isn't even an excuse That's anymore. That's true. It's like you're old, I have trauma. That's not an answer, it's not actually. An answer. You think, I know. <laughs> like, people fought wars before I us. know. Like, warfare. I know, like, actual like, crazy things. ass fucking warfare and you have PTSD because your dad yelled at you? Yeah. Bitch, <laughs> then put me in the ward. I know. Like, oh, oh my God, then I am way more traumatized than I thought. I know. I've seen shit. Yes. But I move on. You move on. Because people fight wars. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what the parents did. That happens to so many people. That's why we're it all fucked up. Does. Because and we yes. choose to pity ourselves instead of find strength in what we can accomplish. And then it's like, well, you that. don't understand. No, you don't understand. I've been playing chess my whole life. You people are playing checkers. Okay, I move on. I'm smarter than you. That's why I'm so great at manipulation. But I don't use it for evil because I know what that looks like. You know? It's yes. just like, it. I know it's absolutely ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. That's not to diminish that every, like, that's not to diminish things can be hard. But I'm going to tell you right now, you can get through them. And saying, I have trauma. That's why I can't be in a relationship get the fuck over yourself okay Un- unless of course there's always caveats unless like you real there there is actual well like, obviously with abuse abuse and sexual abuse as well just abuse i mean any kind. this is different than divorced parents okay like divorced parents suck i'm not saying it doesn't suck but i'm saying there is a path to recovery that is quite easy you know yeah i mean abuse and sexual abuse and things of this nature the recovery is a lot more work and all this stuff but, like, get over yourself with that PTSD. My dad yelled at me bullshit. Like, come on, man. Like, get it together. Get it people together. yell all the time. And they don't... It's like, people yell all the time. That's why we need to look at the intention. Like, yes, like, even when I go into a relationship and I sound crazy, it's like my intention is, like, everything... This to protect my heart and to protect where I am in life and to make sure that, you know, I know out the gate. Because what I think, too... Is if I can go into a dating app and you assume I'm going to have sex with you, then why can't I go into a personal meeting with someone and not expect to hear what their plan for life is? You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's true. Like, how come it's like, oh, well, well we can only talk about sex. Why? why it's like, that is the most about, vulnerable thing a person yeah, can do. It's like, why can't I talk about my life plan? Why can't I know your life plan? Why can't I help you reach your life goals? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's even like, say I'm talking to my friends or whatever, and it's like, I'm going to buy a house. And I keep saying this because it's really exciting i'm manifesting it manifest but but it's also the best example i have because a lot of them think to themselves or i don't know if this is true but what i would think this is what i would think if i was in their position i would think how could she do it and i didn't and yet i did everything that they told me to do yeah like i moved out of my house i'm in an apartment i paid for my own car my phone my i did everything they told me to do to be a well-adjusted person in society but yet for some reason i'm always falling I, behind. i'm always falling behind i can never catch up i can't ha- i can't rub two pennies to to my name you know? Yeah. And then the way I would cope with that is like, well, she lived at home the whole time, so she didn't really have to pay any bills. But really, if you're looking at the two things, because I've looked at them too as well before, because that's how I cope with it. It's like, yeah. oh, because what I say is like, I'm living at home. I wish I was in the city. I wish I was doing this. I wish I had a cool job. I wish I could do all these things. But then I say to cope with it is like, well, at least I'm saving money. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's always a it's a cost benefit analysis. It's a cost benefit analysis because because what I feel and then now as I'm getting older and I'm kind of seeing them and that camp and me and my camp for like their experiences aren't really any like they're not interesting. They don't really any do more as much. profound. Like any more profound because what I expect city life to be is you go out to your local bar, you meet up with your friends, you're going here, you're going there. The new shop opened around the corner. You're going to book signings. You're doing all these like cool cultural things because that's what the benefit of living in a city is. Yeah. But from what I hear, they don't do as much of that. And also the the events are like not conducive to a work schedule. Yeah. You know. So I'm like I. It's not like. Like, oh, like, they're so bad, they're lazy. No, it's just, like, you can't really actually do those things because you're working, and then their schedule doesn't line up. And do you go by yourself? Do you really want to go by yourself? You're so tired, and you sit in traffic, and it's extra gas, and then pay for party. You know, so it's, like, I get why it's, like, that you don't do it. So then I think when I'm sitting at home being so sad I'm not living in the city, I'm, like, well, at least I'm saving money. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, but I did a lot also growing up. I did a lot of cultural events in L.A., Bless Maggie. I think about it all the time, Josh. I don't know how really? she did it. Oh, yeah. A fashion's night out. Yes. A bunch of fashion's night out. Uh, like, literally any pop-up, anytime, anything fashion-related in LA, I was always there. It's always doing it. All the time in high school. Well, bless Mommy. Bless Mommy. It's I don't know. because she lived there, though. I, know, I don't know how she did it. Uh, it's she because, come home it's because she lived there. And then get in a car and drive me. Gosh. I don't know how she did it. But anyways, um, yeah. So... She's a good woman. I know, but see, I did a lot of that growing up, so that's why I think, well, yeah, if I lived in the city, I would do it all the time. Yeah. I would go to art openings all the time because I did that all the time growing up in high school. I would always be in L.A. doing things like that. Yeah. So it's interesting, but yeah, but I do think, I do think it's ridiculous that when we set intentions, we're automatically we're scoffed at. beaten down, but when we talk about my vagina is open for business, we're like, yeah, we're like, oh yeah, that's casual <laughs> conversation. Like, no, it no, ain't, dude. I think no, it that is not. that conversation shouldn't be had. I think the conversations we should be having is this is where I'm at in life, and as we get older, you know what? what? Actually, this is like going to be like a very aggressive thing. Oh my gosh, you've been dropping the aggressive bombs. Yeah. <laughs> but like it needs to be said. Like have this out in public, you know what I mean? Because this made me think of the book we just read, Eric Metaxas's Fish Out of Water. Oh yes, great. Cuz I saw a TikTok where it was this mom and she was talking about what you find like if you like walk in on your child like Mm. like rubbing on stuff do you oh know gosh, what I mean yeah <laughs> and they're like how do you cope with that so I'll say how do you cope with that like I don't know how you deal with that and and like but like I like kind of hated it I like actually hated it really much because she was like it was like three steps or whatever and it was like don't make them feel guilty like understand like let them know that you understand like it feels good and then teach them about privacy. And I was like, no, you like, I have, whoa, like you have lost me on the third step. Because I'm like, teach them about privacy so they can do that shit alone at like a very young age. I'm like, that cannot be good. Like that's sketchy as hell. And so it made me think of Eric Metaxas because he went to Yale. Yeah. And like with the guy on the train asking oh, if it was okay yeah. to like, you know, jerk off right next to yeah. him. And he was like, because I went to Yale, I was told not to make people feel embarrassed about that. So like I didn't. Like I didn't punch him in the yeah, face. Yeah, like, like I didn't I punch would've. him in the face and kicked him out like I should have. He's like, that is like disgusting, but like we're like sexuality's good and it's fine. And I'm like, it's trickling down to these kids. No, we're, it is. we're like, we're not like like well, that's it's just what like, they want. it's just like a no, whole but that's thing. What they want. I know that's what they want. It's you, like the you sexualization know what that of children. breeds 
that breeds the degeneration dude. of those kids and saying all of these three steps. And I'm not going to get into it because like, I, it's just, it's too much. But it breeds irresponsibility again. It's it another does. form of irresponsibility. And I'm like, it's, that's just like, it's too much for me. I was like, that's sad. And it's like, you think you're all out there and you're like, yeah, doing like a good thing. Like, cause I didn't want to feel guilty about doing this growing up. It's like, it's not like feeling guilty, but it's like, like the idea of like little children being taught how to like do that yeah. in private like that makes me sad because yeah. it's like they're young and they shouldn't be doing these things and they shouldn't be like an understanding what it is while they're in the second grade but it's yeah. like that's what the school system is doing it's becoming a thing it's like just so sad i know and it's so it's degenerating and it's like the you need to have wise restraints that make you free the wise restraints that make men free yeah it's they, like you just can't just like way. let everybody be totally controlled by sex it's and like weird. have these little kids do these weird sexual things like, and it's because like it's like if they do it like they'll like figure out how to do it with each other it's like oh it's a whole thing. God. no i know yeah. but it's like it's a thing and it's yeah. like this isn't a new concept in the world this is a new thing that kids are doing now like this yeah. isn't a new thing they're taught to be doing yeah. like greek times was a thing rome having the kids swim in the pool little fish that was a thing in roman emperor did he had little boys oh my gosh you yeah. had some boys swimming in the pool naked and they would call him as he called them his little like fish that was a big thing that's awful i learned that in ancient rome history. is a terrible time and people you know what's disgusting too is people are likening the rome they're romanticizing the roman era there's this thing called stoicism which is your little your gateway drug into it because there was some blogger and she was like yeah i read the daily stoic it's this book and she's like this is what they would do in the roman empire i'm like no 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 like bye (laughs) goodbye nothing from rome is welcome here there's roman empire nothing it was like i know they had a really good republic and it's never been able to be emanated but the empire is not the same thing it's not the same thing no 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 no. and also the republic was good but you don't like that because it's as close to what america did yeah so stop stop it it's like you want all the bad and not the good no, 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 no. no. I don't want that. any of the bad. I only so, want the good. Closing thoughts. I'm sorry to like interrupt you for that. No, but closing thoughts is I think that we need to be very careful. We need to guard ourselves when it comes to being responsible and taking accountability because the conversations we should be having with each other and on dating apps and whatever, whether it's set in like, you know, with the with the intention of being like, I just want to be in a relationship with you via dating apps or I'm your friend and then we fell into you know, a relationship, whether either avenue, it doesn't matter. I think that the conversation being like, this is kind of where I'm at and this is where I'm going, that should be more expected. And it should, like, there should be an open forum and discussion about that rather than just what's going on in my bedroom and how fast are you going to get into there, you know? And I think that's really what we should set our intentions with when we do dialogue about relationships and going forward and when we give advice to each other, to our girlfriends, to be like, what do you want? What are your boundaries? What are your standards? Because if you never create a boundary and a standard, everybody will take you for granted. Oh, yeah. And they will all take advantage of you. And then you will be that person that posts a day late to your friend for her birthday because you are on some traumatic little episode about some guy that didn't text you back. Like, get over yourself. Like, Like, talk about your heartbreak. Talk about the disappointment disappointments that you've experienced with men talk about like talk about whatever because the more you talk about it the sooner you'll get over it and then you can move on to something good 
you know? And it's like, yeah. don't misuse all of these experiences to be trauma when really you're just looking for pity because you're upset you're not getting attention from the person that you want it from. You know, because all the attention that you could get from your grandma, from your mom, from your dad, from your sister, from your niece, from your cousin, it will never amount to the one person's attention that you want, which is the man that's not giving it to you. Yes. So stop playing the pity card. Stop playing the pity game. Don't get sympathy from people. Move on. Pray to Jesus and get going. Amen, sister. <laughs> Amen. All right. Yeah, that's a great way to end it. Good job. Thank you. Putting the soapbox away now. Okay. We right. hope you like that. Hope you enjoyed this Sorry week. for any weird turns that took. We're on something, okay? It is a full moon or something. It is a full moon. There are things happening. (laughs) Okay. Love you, lovey-doveys. We'll talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.